Welcome to the Challenging the Way We Age podcast, hosted by the Mavericks of Senior Living, Francis and Catherine, focusing on creativity, ingenuity, and inspiration to educate and inspire changes in the senior experience, breaking the status quo. We want to thank our supporters, Assured Assisted Living, Serenity App, Sevens Home Care, and Sevens Residential Memory Care. Now get ready for the next episode. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are at the Senior Living Transformation Summit in Boston, Massachusetts, and we are here with Janet Lillivold, Senior Vice President of the Transformation Office, which is really cool, of New Perspective Senior Living. Welcome, Janet. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us. It's great to have you, and I love the name Transformation. Transformation. Yeah. I really, truly love that title. It's it, it's just it's refreshing to hear something different. <laughs> it is very different, and we often get questions about it. But it's really all about change management and and moving the business forward. Very cool. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How you got into the aging services and in your role today? Absolutely. So, um, I actually stumbled into this only a few years ago, about three years ago. So, pretty new to the industry. Um, and I was consulting for several different businesses, including New Perspective, on a project. And uh, they offered me the position. But I think what really predisposed me to it was uh, several factors. So, one was. Um, Probably 10, 15 years ago, I was doing pet therapy work in nursing homes, assisted living, um, memory care, dementia, and then hospice over a period of about 12 years. Wow. And so really enjoyed that. And then um, unfortunately, uh, in the last 10 years, both my mother and my mother-in-law were diagnosed with Alzheimer's wow. and, as we say, had their celestial discharges while in memory care. So I really get it from the family side. So while I was working on this project for New Perspective, I got to know the team there, their passion for putting residents first and enabling them to live life on purpose every day. And so when they offered me the position, I took it. That's that's really exciting. Yeah. And I love kind of how you had the, the pet therapy. You were exposed to a lot of different wonderful, creative ways to engage. And, and I'm guessing that probably had a big impact on to this transformation role. Can you kind of talk a little bit how you, the transformation office, where that came from? Sure. So um, our president and our CEO actually coined the title transformation office. Um, but in my past, in the last 15, 20 years, my role in different businesses has been to transform or grow develop, rebuild um, departments, and then whole companies. Wow. And so that's my forte. It's my passion. I love it. Um, and when I talked with uh, Chris and Ryan at New Perspective, and they coined this transformation office phrase, and they put it simply as we need to basically set the company on a course where we can grow in the right way and, and scale and also with the change management, bring the people along. Love to hear that. So your background is really organizational change management. Is Absolutely. that right? Okay. All right. So we, we're, we're finding this theme quite a lot at this conference, that people from other industries outside the industry of senior care are bringing their expertise, things that we've maybe already solved or we have processes for solving in uh, other industries into senior care. And it seems to be working quite well. But that's really the, I would say the Mavericks, the trailblazers in senior care are bringing a lot of outside expertise in. And I love to see that. 
So tell us a little bit about the transformation office. What do you do? So basically, I work with all of the um, different departments in their development and rolling out of new programs, whether it's a clinical system or a culinary system or a process change or new security plans or uh, uh, resident engagement tools. So we really work from the very front end, from the research and analysis part, all the way through um, the piloting, the deployment, the measuring, the handoff back to the business, the training. Um, so really working in collaboration with them and helping enable that. So selecting new technologies, finding new technologies, and how do you go about doing that? <laughs> Very carefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, There's a lot of them, right? There, there are. So the first thing is really starting with the business need. So understanding the business need from all levels. So not just the strategic, the executive level, but the district level, the community level, the frontline team member level. So understanding those business needs and understanding scalability, expense, application, training, all the different parts, and then working with different vendors to decide which ones we're going to go forward. And of course, with putting the business needs together, it's not just my brain. Um, that would be really bad if it was. <laughs> it's really pulling together um, from those who are going to use the system what those requirements are. So if it's a procurement system, talking with those who order the supplies, whether they're clinical or culinary or office, talking with those in finance and how they set it up and how it gets priced and other folks. So pulling together all of their requirements yeah. and then looking for the right solution. So do you have a team? I do. I have a team. Um, right now, it's just a team of the technology folks. And when I say just the technology, it means those who support the technology, okay. support the users, and then also do the IT project management. And then I focus on the change management and working with the different groups. That's we'll continue so cool. to expand as we grow. Great. So it sounds like you're getting buy-in from a bunch of different perspectives. How is that going? I mean, has that been helpful, hindrance? How does that kind of play into it? Oh, it's absolutely necessary. And so when the buy-in is really about listening, 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 you know, listening to the needs and the, the demands, and not just listening to those who want to go forward, but listening to those who challenge you, the resistors, because they give you the 360 view. And that's what you absolutely need. So um, it goes really well. I mean, there are times when, you know, you sit down and you have opposing views and you have to work through those, but then you get to the better solution. Mm. I loved that when I heard you say that on stage, bring in your resistors, you need to hear their voice. And I think that's so often overlooked. Well, because I think too, when you have challenging perspectives, that's where you really get a fantastic outcome because you're able to look at the whole picture, not just what you think is right, but really challenge each other to solve and create a better system solution. Because uh, if you are, think you're the only person in the room that can solve that, probably not the best way to start. <laughs> Absolutely. And even if you look at the first system that we put into place after I joined, it was a procurement system. I know nothing about procurement. I've never touched a procurement system in my life. There was no way that I could select something like that. Right. So bringing in all those folks who are going to touch it daily um, to understand and to figure out what we need, but then overlay what we need from a business strategy on top of that. That's how it works. That's cool. So how does training come into play with, with this system and, and these, you know, you're bringing on new technologies. How does training, you know, 
do you look at training as part of the transformation office? Um, training, making sure that we have training as part of the transformation office. Okay. Um, training as itself is only part of the transformation and technology area if it's about a specific technology like how to use a cell phone or a laptop that we deploy. Um, but what we do is it's not a one and done. So when you roll something out, yes, we train everybody. So 2,500 team members potentially at once on that technology. Well, the next day there's new team members right. and then there's new team members right so um we do you know like most others in the industry you know we have a labor force challenge and turnover and we work okay. to to reduce that so what it is is understanding how the training what training needs to happen what methods you know what's the best approach whether it's video or interactive or reading or, or if it's in our lms our learning management system and then working on deploying that and then coaching and mentoring and we're like many we're building a lot of the things as we go as we optimize the technologies but you have to continue to do it over and over and over again and does that fall into then do you guys do i'm assuming you know um, refresher trainings quarterly things like that as well too on this or is that a separate area we are working on that so we are currently doing some refresher training in some of our areas like in our point of care um, area right now but it is something that we're actually mapping out as to what our strategy is and what we'll be doing going forward very cool and then so you have the you've selected solutions you've rolled them out you've done the training then what then it's really about optimizing and making sure that what we're what we've rolled out is meeting our needs so it's about metrics but it's also about listening. So you have numbers and you have things that you, what your goals are and your goals may change. You know, at the beginning of a, of a rollout, it may be very low level metrics. It's just adoption. And then later it's truly metrics on maybe expense reduction, revenue growth, resident use of the technology and hours or types of applications and, and topics. And then it's looking at listening. So what isn't working? What is working? Mm -hmm. Add more of that. What isn't working? Try to figure out if it's a training issue, if it's a technology issue, or if it's something we should just stop doing that part. That makes sense. So we hear this a lot, you know, outside of, of senior living, like the champion, right? The champion of the project. Do you guys, how do you, do you have a champion of each kind of new rollout or is that, or how does that work? Finding that kind of lead person to really help back this new idea. Well, that is exactly right, and we do have champions first in the um, in the identification of the of the technology or the application, okay. and then what we look for is both champions and subject matter experts mm -hmm. with regard to the application. Do we have them in every single one of them right now? No, but that's our goal. Okay. And there's a difference. You can have a subject matter expert who's really gifted at understanding it, um, the pieces and parts, but maybe they're not as uh, gifted at training on it or mentoring on it or communicating, you know, mm -hmm. being that champion voice. And so you may have that split across multiple individuals. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Well, it's so great, as Francis said earlier, to see a transformation office in senior care. Love it. And I think we're seeing more and more of those, but you guys were on the forefront. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we are asking all of our guests, who in your life do you see as a maverick? So um, from so I'm going to say LaDonna Hoy. 
So who's LaDonna Hoy? She is an individual um, in the Minneapolis area that when she was in her 50s, so she was almost a senior by then, in her 50s, saw a need to support individuals who had trouble like paying their bills, getting food, mm -hmm. making their grocery bills, making the rent, getting a car to go to work, getting appropriate housing, and decided to start what's called Interfaith Outreach Partners, um, which helps in all those areas and also in, um, in uh, um, tutoring and other things for children and stuff like that in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. And so she started it 30 years ago. She's in her 80s now. She's <laughs> still running it as the executive director. Wow. She's so just cool. now stepping down this year um, as they bring someone else in. But she truly, to me, embodies somebody who started it in the church basement <laughs> and then expanded to, to significant nonprofit status that hits and delivers services to so many people who need it as temporary bridges to you know being self-sufficient and she's just amazing and you think about it at 80 some I don't remember exactly at 80 <laughs> what she is a senior who's definitely living life on purpose and That's delivering awesome. back to others so That's she to me is is just a role model unbelievable and That's do you know her personally I do and oh. do you tell her that you think she's a role model I do she's a member yeah. of our church and I've known her probably since I moved to Minnesota um, 20 years ago wow that's that that's a fabulous shout out yeah that, wonderful and that reminds me you know of not caring about her age, caring about her passion. Yeah. You know, her passion is, it sounds like helping and bridging and doing these amazing things that it really goes to show you that age doesn't matter. It's your passion that matters. So that is, I mean, it's really inspiring, quite frankly. I mean, that is, that's so awesome yeah. to hear that. It really yeah. is. Yeah, so we'd thank, love to, yeah. to speak with her. Yeah, thank you for maybe, sharing that Maybe story. we'll reach out and see if she yeah. wants to be on the podcast. Yeah. What, what a wonderful story to yeah, share. So Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So after our conversation today, what action would you like our listeners to take? Well, I think, you know, really think about as you're selecting technology, three different areas. Think about your resident mm -hmm. and how their lives will be improved, whether they use the technology or a team member uses the technology. Think about the team members, how they will be able to learn and use the technology and what that means to them. And then think about how it affects the business. Does it enable the business? Does it support the business? Technology for technology's sake is garbage. You have to have technology work for you. Janet, what I really appreciate about what you just said was you, you flipped the model. You started with the resident. Let's look at how it's going to impact the resident and then our frontline staff and then our business rather than how's it going to help our business? Oh, what does that mean for our, our frontline staff and then the resident? That's wonderful. When it comes to this, you know, how you're looking at it and the act, action for the listeners to take, what, do you see many challenges in, the, in this implementation or even beginning to, to look at how you ask your residents for input? The only challenges I see are that it takes time and sometimes people want to go really fast. But you know what? Sometimes you have to slow down to go faster. Yep. Huh? Yeah, well said. Yeah, very Excellent. well said. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think you're creating hope in senior care? So I think um, by helping us look at that technology, none of us wants to pull up a rocking chair and just sit right. when we get older, right? So we're really looking at technology that will engage and keep individuals active. And so that's that's part of my role is to think about that. How do we make it a better experience that we allow seniors to live life on purpose every day? Live life live on, on purpose. purpose every day. That is going to be a quote that I will not forget yeah. because I think too often we get this mindset that they're a resident. 
that's that's what their title is but we forget that they may have doctors lawyer mothers grandmothers you know entrepreneurs business owners so they have outside purposes and we have to do a better job of creating a purpose-driven environment not just a here you go and I love that. That's 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 yeah, awesome. It's really wonderful. That's great. So how can our listeners <laughs> learn more about you, find you, stuff like that? I think the best way is by email. Uh -huh. You know, so my email address is at jlillable.npseniorliving.com or through LinkedIn. Okay, and we'll put all those in the show notes. Uh, we'll put links to uh, you know new prospective senior living as well too, so that you you guys can learn more about new new senior living as well as uh, Janet here. So Janet, I just. You know, I'm just amazed by the, the idea that you guys are really pushing that envelope on the transformation, really taking that to heart and seeing how you can impact the residents first, then your team members and the business. I mean, that is a very strong, you know, way to look at it. And I think it's only going to yield great things for our older adults. Yes. Thanks for blazing trails. Keep being a maverick. We yeah. appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me on here. Thank you, Thank Janet. you.